greatest show you'll see this year. Hey, Mr. DJ. Every song people are just so into. Different things for everybody to enjoy. There's not a moment that there's not action. It's non-stop. There's so much to look at and so much to listen to. It's so eclectic. She has a visual sense that is incredible. Her icon status is so well-deserved. And once again, she's uh, pushed the envelope and reinvented herself. She's still on, on top of her craft 20 years down the line. She's very, very smart. She does have a vision and she sticks to it. But fundamentally, I think she's a very, very, very talented lady. That I'm in charge of all the creative, uh, from the concept, how the show goes from beginning to end, how everything looks from Madonna, what she's going to wear. This is Mark. <laughs> and this is Kenny. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About... Those damn concert tickets. Madonna. This is episode one of a four-part series oh. of the Drown World Tour. Part one, water. Um, but before we get into it, <laughs> let's give a little context, yeah? Yeah. So it's 2001. Madonna has announced she's going on tour. She starts her tour in June overseas. In Barcelona. In Barcelona. Yes. Barcelona. She does a few shows in in Europe, right? Yes. And then she comes to America. Yes. Oh, including a massive stand in we at Wembley Arena in oh, London. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she does like five shows. And then she comes to America. True. And Very then she goes... That's it. That's it. She does 47 dates. Okay. She's supposed to do 49, but she has... she They cancel a date... Um, Which we'll talk about, and then um, also they, she she has one date she kill she cancels for illness. Right, right. And that's it. Right. Um, this was so. Let's just go back. So Madonna obviously had not toured since 1993 in a real way, right. and um, touring had changed quite significantly. There was a lot of nostalgia tours at that time. Fleetwood Mac had reunited and done a huge tour in 1998. The Eagles had reunited and done a huge tour. Um, the top two tours of 1999 were uh, Bruce Springsteen reuniting the E Street Band and touring and the Rolling Stones. And the top two tours of 2000 were Guess who they were, Kenny? Oh, geez. Of 2000. Let, let, let me, let me, can yeah. I give you two hints? Yes. One was a boy band extraordinaire of the time. Backstreet Boys. No, in sync. In sync. Oh. Because oh. they toured, they did like a global tour. Okay. Too. okay. They went everywhere. Yeah. And the other was a major nostalgia icon that we've talked about before <laughs> and who's taken a photograph with Madonna. Michael Jackson? No, no, he was in he was in courtrooms <laughs> in 1999, 2000. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Uh, uh, they were the top two in in uh. 2000. So you had either these nostalgia acts, or you had you also had a lot of package deals where it was like Springsteen wasn't touring by himself; he was touring with a reunited U E Street band. And so into that environment, you had Madonna coming back. And like you too had been touring a bunch. And they had started to kind of really revolutionize what you could do on a tour experience. Um, but as you know, the ticket prices were getting higher and higher. And so Madonna was kind of coming into this kind of environment and arguably reinvented the touring world again. For sure. With, with the Drowned World Tour yes. 2001. Yes, I think this tour is the template for all tours still. I think Beyonce has done a lot to revolutionize, as other artists have as well, but it's yeah. all built off of the the foundation of Drown World Tour. 
And I think what was what was weird about that time was it was framed as Madonna's comeback, and I'm using um, right. pra- you know pra- um, italics, quotes, yeah, because she hadn't toured in in eight years or so, and she also had now three albums and Evita and all of these things to kind of of um, address. Yes, a whole GHB two catalog. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hold off on that. <laughs> we can't hold off too long because it happens right after this, by the way. Um, how how did you feel? How did you feel when it was going to happen? Were you excited? Were you like, oh my god? What, yeah. Where were you? What was okay. going on? Yeah, such good questions. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I underplayed as we were introducing this how excited I am to be talking about this concert and this time in my life and also in Madonna's life and yeah. what this torment and also. Well, there's so much about this time that is important to me and I think to the world too. Yeah. Um, uh, so I remember when this was announced and to be honest, <clears throat> I was really poor at this time. As was I. Um, and I was living with my boyfriend, Matt. We were living in Brooklyn. We were both, he's, he was an act, he's an actor and was, I, I don't think this is wrong to say, struggling and I was a struggling writer and was doing some freelance teaching, but really we were cobbling together a living like by the hair of our chinny chin chins, you know, Mm -hmm. like really every, every week was a struggle. Yeah. And so I don't think I thought I could go to the show because I couldn't afford it. And I, um, I think that tickets were like upwards of, I want to say like, for some reason I have $125 in my head, but it may have been more. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, it, it was cost prohibitive. And because I had never been to a Madonna concert before, I honestly was like, well, I'm not going to make it to this one either. I'm just never going to get to go see Madonna. Um, so I was excited, but also like already like getting myself disappointed. Do you know what I mean? But Mark, Matt had a friend who worked for uh, a major beer company whose name I'm not going to mention just because, I don't know, maybe they'd sue us. I don't okay. know. Why would they sue us? Um, Anheuser-Busch. Oh, I'm appalled that you would <gasps> say this. Of course it would be Bush. B-U-S-C-H. Bush. Um, and uh, he had um, a hookup for tickets because Anheuser-Busch and Madison Square Garden, but I also yeah. think they had something to do with Madonna. Um and that whatever was whoever was producing her show and he um got us tickets wow and we were not in the front center we were like on the side like just a little like we weren't in like um uh where we couldn't see anything obstructed view yeah. but we were definitely on the side like and so but we were did close. she come over and do yeah. the do the yeah, yeah, dancing yeah. on your so she was yes. remember she does all those she does like, a couple times things. yeah okay. yeah so okay. that was when she would be directly towards us otherwise we were seeing mostly profile yeah you know um but we were close like i could see her like i could see her face wow um and i you know i i'm saying this now because there's it was such an overwhelming experience. And this was your first, this My was the first, first time concert. going to Madonna concert. And this was in July, uh, late July 20, 2001. That's yeah. when she played the garden. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember us going, I remember being really excited and nervous and having a lot of expectations, but I don't remember a lot more. Like, <laughs> I think it's what like. What was the crowd like? 
Um, like, do you remember? Because because I'm always like these kinds of times at the garden. I'm like, who is in the audience for this show? Yeah, like, you know, how I much mean, of it is like corporate people and and those kinds of things, and how much of it is like diehard fans? And I think it's a mix. But you know what? I always what I've always found out going to Madonna or any concerts really is like concerts are weird. You know, unless yeah. you're like really in the front. The the crowds are weird. Like people sit, they don't talk. Sometimes they eat. They there's eat, lots of eating, and or drinking. there's like a crazy fan that loves it and is just gonna be dancing and singing the whole time. So I don't remember feeling particularly like quote unquote free where we were sitting. Like yeah. I didn't feel like I was in the midst of the show. I felt a little separated from it. And um, but I think the crowd was, if I recall, was very energetic. I mean, again, like you pointed to. No one had seen Madonna live in a concert in so long. Yeah. So the energy was so pent up. Yeah. Like the excitement. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so yeah, as we go through, and you're gonna be like, what do you what do you remember about this? There are only like three <laughs> or four things that I remember very very clearly, and one being really really important to me. Um, that we'll talk about later. But I think I also just want to say because because I think it's so important to me in a way that I've like you know it's not like I've suppressed the memory of the show but like it's private it's like it's so it was so internal and this yeah. goes back to that thing about like I had nobody to talk to Madonna about blah 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 you know yeah. like and that it was and even with Matt who liked Madonna a lot he was still sort of more skeptical of her than me mm, um, interesting and so and she she probably designed this show for Matt and <laughs> and people like Matt who were skeptical really you think I think so I think uh, there's a lot of things she's proving with this with this tour performance well, for which sure. we'll get into yeah. Um, I was also dirt poor. It was uh, 2001. I was living in Chicago during the summer, um, but I was in graduate school in Ohio. Um, and uh, that spring, we had a death in my family that was very, very traumatic. And I used it to take the opportunity after 10 months of abstaining from alcohol of drinking again. So over that summer, I was kind of rocking and rolling in Chicago. Um, getting trashed every chance I could get. And I had a friend who was very, very sweet about it. And Madonna played Chicago at the end. I kept missing Madonna. I kept not being where Madonna was going to be. I was... Um, I was I was already out of Chicago when she played the United Center at the end of August. I wasn't in New York for the garden shows. I wasn't in L. I couldn't. I had so I had no money. But I did. There was a plan at the end of August for me and my boyfriend to drive right before she played Chicago. Um, she was playing Michigan, East Rutherford. Or, or she was playing um, Auburn Hills again, not East Rutherford, Auburn Hills again. And we were going to drive and see the show. And my I think it was my uncle gave me the money at the beginning of the summer as like a gift to buy the tickets to see the show because he knew he knew how much. And by that time, the story of me sneaking away to go see the girly show had happened. So my family knew about it. And he was like, I think he gave me the money and I wound up spending it on drinking. <laughs> and uh, we never we wow. never bought the, We never got it together to buy the tickets and go. Wow. And I think. I think it's probably one of my biggest regrets about missing a sh missing a concert tour because n then I remember everyone being like, oh, well, she's doing no old songs. Nothing's, you know, it's very now. Oh, and we've said this before. Had, if she did this set list today, 
We would die. We would lose our minds. Yeah. And yeah. so the fact of the matter is, and go, listening to it again, going back and revisiting it now, um, there are hits. Secret was a hit. All of these songs that were, they just hadn't been performed live yet. Right. And that's the only difference. And um, it's probably one of my biggest um, Madonna regrets wow. is that I missed that show because I was too busy spending it on uh, vodka gimlets at Gentry. This bar in, in on Halstead Street in Chicago. That's where I that's what I spent the money on. Isn't that, that a tragic story? That is actually. It's tragic. It's tragic. And I could have been I could have been in the um I could have been one of those bouncing homosexuals down front at the on the video. <laughs> Why did they Oh, that's where they, they filmed it. And they bounce. Oh, yeah, they yeah. bounce up and down those those yes. gay men in the front. Yes. From Michigan. Yes, there are a couple of them that she sings to yeah. when no one else is knowing what's going on. <laughs> she said they're just bouncing. Yeah. I would have <laughs> bounced with those guys. <laughs> Um, so let's just talk about like who's there, who's who's on this tour, who's on the tour, who's on the tour. Well, there's this um, little singer named Madonna. She's she's there. Um, she's and guitar player. Madonna oh, singer oh, singer and guitar player. Singer and guitars. Yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, Nikki and Donna have yes, returned. They have returned. What a! I mean, this to me is so thrilling, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, and she brings onto the tour with her. Uh, Jamie King, who had this is the first tour of hers that obviously he worked on. Yes, but he had he had worked with Britney Spears and he right. he had kind of made his name doing that stuff, and so she plucked him up to do this. Yes, and I actually just want to check in. We can talk about this more as we go along these four parts. Yeah. Um, but you know, Madonna's body, which is incredible at this time, yeah, so muscular and strong. There were a few times in the video where I was like, oh, she has Britney's body. Uh, and I thought, actually, is that what she was going for? Because even her hairstyle at a certain point, if you didn't see her face, you could think it's Britney. Interesting. And I thought, oh, is she, is this a conscious choice to sort of. I can hang with the lady. With, show that silhouette. Yeah. You know what I mean? And be like. Well, and and I think that that's something that I remember when, because um, again, um, like the girly show and Blonde Ambition, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to reference the filmed version yes. of the show. So so if you saw the show and it was different than this, we're not, we're, you know, um, we're going to talk about the, the, the Auburn Hills show that they released as a video. And I remember, because that was when I got to see it. And um, I I remember being so. This is when I st I joined a gym and started really crazily oh, yeah. working out. Was yeah. when I saw Madonna's body at forty three. She's younger than we are now. Yeah, doing this show and seeing how like sinewy she was, how strong she was. Yeah. All the that those like thirteen or sixteen. Um, burpee she does at the end where she just drops and <laughs> yeah. pops up, drops. I'm like, Jesus. Oh, I got dizzy just watching it. Oh, I was like, oh, I'm going to chisel my body the way that Madonna has. But I was also like cut to 20 years later and she gets that horrible hip pain. Mm. And it's like, well, that's where it came from, sweetie. I don't mean sweetie. I don't mean to talk down to Madonna. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I just remember, but that, that's a really smart observation that, that her body had become, she was a warrior. She was a warrior. And she was taken to the road to prove her. Yes. She survived. Who she was. Yeah. So Jamie King is, uh, is the, the tour director. The, the choreographer is a guy named Alex Magno, 
who had also choreographed um, The Girly Show. Yes. And so this is the first time they'd worked together in a while. And he talks about like, it wasn't like a done deal. Like, oh, Alex, come and do the show. He had to audition. Yeah. Because she was like, well, let's see where you are seven years later, you know. Um, but he talks about it being a great experience for him. And we'll talk more about his work as we go through. Well, and I, and I think everyone was kind of given, everyone who auditioned was kind of given a piece to do and to, to put together and to, and to yes. kind of show. Yes. And, and you see it. I mean, there, there's a lot of, of um, I think the choreography is really good. It's not built the same way around, Madonna's a, um, a lot more standing still yeah. around everything going on. Yeah, I think this is like a, um, this is this is the beginning of you know star choreography, meaning like she picks up certain moves. She does she does some really um a, a, you know um big dancing in the piece. Yeah, but there's a lot of times like where she's she's kind of standing still or doing some simple movement that connects to the movement around her. Yeah, um, and I think some of that we can't you can't really see on the video as clearly as you could see it in person or yeah. on the big screens where you can see the larger picture because some of those are for scale. You know what I mean? As yeah, opposed to yeah. as opposed to closing in on Madonna, like there are just some things that like kind of make her presence bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and show the energy that she's trying to give off. So in the band, in addition to um, the the choreographers, the the band had obviously Nikki and Donna. Yes. It had uh, Monty Pittman. Monty Pittman, uh, rock and, god. Uh, Ron Powell on percussion, Steve Seidelnick on drums, uh, Marcus Brown on keyboards, Michael McKnight on keyboards, and then the first time, Hello. a debut. Welcome to the conversation, musical director, keyboardist, guitarist, and, and future collaborator, future lover, collaborator, Stuart Price. Yes. A how young, did we find? Young... How did we find Stuart Price? Do you think it was like just through the British music scene? He, they like, I need a musical director. I think it was through Manhunt.net <laughs> <laughs> or Bedfellows. Do you remember that one? Bedfellows. Oh my god. <laughs> um, um, good question. I don't know the answer. I think I think what um because because she fired a bunch of people when she was starting to to work oh. on this. There's a lot of like um chaos, organizational mm. chaos initially, mm. and a lot of things were scrapped and a lot of ideas were scrapped. And I think um I think what's so interesting about the Drowned World tour overall is as opposed to kind of being a capstone on a, an album cycle which it, her tours kind of now are, um, this was basically her memory board for eight years yeah. full of stuff. Yeah. And I'm sure that a lot of what Jamie King did as the editor was edit. Yeah, I mean, I think figuring out, yes, I think you're right. I think it was both memory, but it was also like, how do we take all of this material and contextualize it for now? And you know what I mean? And With like, all the interests and all the things I want to do. Right, and who I am tour. in this moment, what songs still resonate, what do I need to... You know, it's like there's a reason why Take a Bow isn't on this tour. Correct. It's like, you know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. it's not part of the image or the world that she's trying to create around herself. Correct. Um, or pushing forward. Two, three, four. 
Madonna has like different personas she inhabits through the course of the concert. Can you explain what they are? Through the years, her whole career, she's been taking on characters. And that was the whole idea here, was just to revisit some of those things that she's been in the past. For instance, the geisha. We have the country ensemble, the gypsy Spanish section, the opening, which is straight punk rock hardcore, like you've never seen Madonna before, playing a guitar, mm -hmm. electric guitar. She rocks, by the way. And so the band is really great. And, yeah. and I think that um, they give it you know, there's a lot more of a ground for, for, for such a synth heavy music and a synth heavy um, ray of light. This feels very much like a ray of light rec uh, tour band. Like the, the guitars are there. There's a lot yeah. more of like a rootsy sound. Well, you know, I think that's a good point and something we'll keep coming back to. Like in the New York Times review, um, John Pirellis yes. says, you know, she has the energy, uh, rock and roll energy, which you don't see in pop icons. Yeah. And like, I think the show is really built as a rock and roll show. Like, okay. You know, you know right. what I mean? Like this goes back to me being like, Ray of Light is a rock album. Yes, and yes. That this is a heavy guitar album, like a uh, tour and including Madonna playing guitar, but we hear guitar almost throughout the entire show. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's like rock, like through the lens of like, also like 70s rock because there's something very 70s about the show too like, yeah um which if it's okay to dive into like the opening sure let's we're going in baby okay so we're going in doo, doo, doo. all right let's go <laughs> yeah so i so here's here's a thought i have for you mark that we can play out as we go through yeah this is my recollection from being there but also watching it is that the system, it's similar to all her other shows, which is, well, similar to really Blonde Ambition. I don't know that girly shows like this, where like the stage is like a machine. Yeah. And it comes to life. Yes. And it like revs up. It's like, okay, here we go. And so you hear there's that skeletal. Yeah. And we hear like yeah. Drown World and we hear this sort of building and we hear all the, the echoes of songs to come, like an overture, right? Mm hmm. And then, and then, so it's like, okay, the machine has started because Madonna is part of the machine. Yeah. Right. And this is also to say to us really clearly, like, um, this is, uh, fabricated. Yes. This is not real. Yes. It's, it's magic. And so, and then, you know, this, this first act, and this happens all through the show as opposed to later in other shows, everything comes up from the ground. Correct. Later on, we have things that come down from the ceiling, but, but the main players start coming up from the ground, right? And so we have 
this moment then where everybody rises out of the the mist, mm-hmm. right? And we're in this water sequence. This is all the theme of this, uh, you know, this section is water. And punk and, and well, like punk a, is, yes. yeah. and a gothy I've, girl. Yeah. Like, like that's who she is in this sequence. And right. In a dystopian world, which is sort of like this drowned world world. But so the J.G. Ballard book. Yes, yes. Yes. We're referencing all of that. Well, that's actually comes through in the whole story, which yeah. I, so, so then, so in this moment, the first people who rise are the musicians. Yes. Right. And Monty Pittman <laughs> rises from the, the, the mist with his guitar, his sunglasses on, and a t-shirt that says Rock God. And he just stands there. They all just sort of stand there and let the audience cheer for well, them. Well, hold on. They all don't stand there. They're, everyone has little bits they No, do. the dancers they're, they're, do. No, I'm not getting to like, the dancers. The, the, the musicians wrap their hands in tape. and Nikki, Not Monty. Nikki's smoking a cigarette and Donna's drinking some coffee. And like, like they're like, you know, like, not everyone's just standing there in like a, 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 a opposed thing. No, but the very first second they are, okay. and then and then, but Monty stays there. He doesn't yeah, do Mont- anything. Well, Monty doesn't have anything to prove. He's, Monty, he's Monty's a rock just god. been on Letterman. He's, he's a rock god. He's, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I think of everybody in this tour. Monty Pittman is the only one she would never have fired. <laughs> She couldn't because she has to look to him to make sure she's playing the chords right. Exactly. So yeah, he's like, yeah. no one's going to touch me in this show. That's I'm going to do what I want. That's totally true. So I just want to go back to this moment of like Donna and Nikki and um, Nikki playing a character for this world is smoking a cigarette. And, you and know, she has the mohawk. Yes. Yeah. Donna with her coffee mug with her name <laughs> taped on it. <laughs> That the stage manager put downstairs for her. She's like, and it's not in, even coffee. In the faculty room, in the faculty lounge. Yeah, it's like warm coffee. Like, not even warm. It's no, like, it's, it's like a tea. It's like an elixir. But it's like not that rock and roll. No, no. I don't know why she's drinking the coffee. That was, you know, Madonna, when she watched it, she's like, Donna, Donna, Donna. Can we get Donna a different prop? And then, you know, Donna's like, but Madonna, it's really who I am. I would drink tea. Who I am in this, my character. She's like, you know what, Donna? (laughs) Fine, whatever. You're not coming on another tour. So you might as well. she does. She comes next. No, but she. she, Nikki's out after this one. No, but she, but she's essentially, she's like soft fired her. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Poor Donna. (laughs) Delory's never going to visit us here. All I want to do is talk about it. And you know, I'm really just teasing. I know. We love Donna. But but unlike other tours where Madonna calls out her band, this is their moment because she never references or talks to them like. Right. Shouts out to them again a couple times later in this seek in this chunk, but that's pretty. And then it, then during La Isla Bonita, but yeah, this is yeah, their battle. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. This is in their entrance, and yeah, and it's nice and long. Oh yeah, yeah. And I love. I, I have to say, I love that. The other thing to bring up during this opening sequence is the screens, because this oh, is yeah. the first time Madonna is using multimedia and screen. And this is something that has developed since. 1993. Yes. Are these huge screens with videos and images playing partly to fill the stage. Though one would argue, I think Madonna didn't need these. I mean, she has them and she uses them, but I don't think she necessarily needed them. I disagree. I mean, I think like if, you know, I think, and actually this times review and a couple other reviews point to this too, like that she's really small on the stage. And so the screen sort of, because you can't really see all the nuance like that's why the film version sometimes is better because you can see like 
what the fuck is going on on the stage because yeah. you know you from far away it. yeah. unless it's a gigantic image yeah but the screens were like above they were on the sides and there was one on stage yeah like right on like so like there were times when like later in the show where you can see Madonna and Nikki and Donna dancing and you can see them on the screen right behind them like as well as forward. on yeah. the oh that's cool. crazy yeah. yeah um so she rises from the mist as well and I was I wrote these notes I was like she's like she's a figment she's like of water like she's she's like a figment of water she's like a like magical creature who's the risen. elements have come together and she has been conjured up yes. out of the ground yes, yes. and I also wrote like, yeah, she's, I, I was like, oh yeah, this is why she's wearing all this punk stuff, right? This John is Paul Gautier. Gautier's back. W welcome back, baby. In such a gorgeous, in, in truly at this point, I don't want to say it, but an important outfit in her career, like something that we all recognize. I'm not going to say the word because I think there are other times later that it is. Well, but. and, and this is a moment where she claims the iconography of being a woman. And being an American woman, this oh, yes, is this yes. is this is the this is the modern woman that Madonna is. Sunni, tight, belted up pants. The, this like very the red belt, tight cross the belt, and then this like kiltish thing. It's not a kilt; it's more right. of like a, a flap. Yeah, but it looks very. It looks both American and European to me. Correct. Um, and, um, she, but it also says like, and this goes back to what we were talking about, like it's very punk, but fashion punk. And it is like a survivor's outfit. It looks to me like she's crawled her way out of, of an apocalypse. Yes. Yes. Um, and the goth quality of it, I think. And it, and it, you know, it's one of those things where she took what she had done with like frozen and that kind of goth look during that campaign and then said, okay, what more can we do? Let's yeah. not, let's not just recreate that. Let's make it uh, something else. Yeah. Using that vocabulary. I love it. Totally. Well, that's, I think that's such a good point and something to think about for this whole show. It's like the show is the bigger vision, the bigger vision of Madonna's world. Yes. That we have seen over the years and glimpses are in these videos, but we haven't seen like, executed to this level even in her other tours like this is now this other articulation of it you know uh, totally um um the hair oh yeah blonde simple yeah we're not gonna get messy we're not doing some high concept thing it's just slicked back it's it's there it's it's pinned it's ready to go i don't love it at this point but i'm okay with it meaning it's there it's practical well this is the set version yeah yeah, yeah, Th yeah then it gets all crazy right. and wild it's like the like, tight curls i'm ready now yeah. like she, like it's good it's it's designed to come undone totally. and that's what i love about totally. it it's like all right this is as good as it's ever gonna look take totally. your photos i'm gonna stand still and then we're gonna go well that's part of this this song when she starts to sing drown world substitute for love is oh. that she's just standing there and she's letting the audience see her and i feel like this also goes back to this image at the beginning it's like she survived. She's crawled her way out of this apocalypse. And she's like, I have something that you need to hear. And here we go. You know? Yeah. And so then this song, which is such a brave start yeah. of a show, but also so brilliant because, um, and she does this in this set, in this part of In Water all the time where she chooses some of the harder songs to sing up front because she knows she has all the power at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. This song, which kind of falls into her range but it's also a challenging song is a great grounding song for the show not only spiritually and emotionally and 
um, thematically, but also vocally, it just is like, okay, here's my voice. Unadorned. Uh, and I, I think Nikki and Donna come in like near the end, but they're not there at the beginning no. during I mean, it is Madonna and the band yeah. and us. And she doesn't move around. She does a couple of gestures, yeah. but that's it. And it's kind of extraordinary to see on an arena like like what like the, the the and the quality of that vocal yes is so good well i want to ask you about that yeah um this is a controversial question are they live vocals or are they click tracks This is live, completely. I think she's doing this one live. I think there are moments in the show later where there are click tracks, but I don't think there's that many because so much of this show, and if you watch the, I, I realize this on this this the, these viewings of it, um, uh, a lot of the dance numbers are structured around moments where she can stand still and actually belt it out. Yeah. Like yeah. what it feels like for a girl has a couple of those moments. Don't tell me has those moments. I do think she's doing the show live. Yeah, I think so too. And I think I've read that that's the case. Yeah. But the the vocals are uncannily beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? To the point where I'm like, is that really? No, it's you her. Yeah. I do. Yeah. It, it really is her. And I think... I, I also love when she rises up. Uh, like, it's yeah. so... I don't even realize it's happening until yeah. she's already up and above. And then she kind of comes back down and there's all that smoke. It's, yeah. it's a great way to start the oh show. Oh, my God. I, and I, we don't I, end the song. Right. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Or later, too, because that's a really weird um, but thing. But, like, I, I think, like, there's something, too, that she's saying. And this is the story... She tells the story four times in this show... Um, she's alone. She's the hero. She's a survivor, you know, and that she's just, she, she's the most, she's going to take us through the story, you yes. know? And she's, she's like the guide. Yeah. She's yeah. the guide. I love other things just to think about when she does the, mm, that's like the moment that I, I wrote down, I got chills. I felt like I wanted to cry. I felt like I was like comforted by the goddess. Should I wait for you? A substitute for love. A substitute for love. Mm -hmm. oh. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
say this all the time. It's such a broken record, but the her vocal, her her wordless vocals are as authentic as we get of yeah. Madonna. I think that's the authentic vocal Madonna. Is this because it's instinctual? It's impulsive. She doesn't have to worry as much about like the consonants, right? It's this weird thing. <laughs> do you know what I, I do? I, just, know what you mean. I mean, and I think about like girl groups of the '60s and stuff when I when I hear her do these things because it it's about just the feeling. Yeah, it's less about the message. It's about how the 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 feeling is the message. Yes, that's right. Oh, the feeling is the message. Oh my gosh! Nice, and we get. The on the screens, the recurring image that we get is of the eye, yeah, the all-seeing eye, right? Which yeah. I think connects back to this drown world theme of like this dystopia where the government is controlling everybody and wants yeah. to stop anything that's non-conforming, um, yeah, you know, which I think plays out as we move into Impressive Instant, yeah. And we get it. We we don't get the end of of Drowned World. We right. go right into Impressive Instant. Right, it breaks into it. it. Breaks into it. The dancers arrive. She's sort of like, I was like, okay, because, you know, I'm always trying to find the stories, you know. So I'm like, okay, so she's like fallen into this dangerous world. There are these all these people with these gas masks on, yeah, which is yeah. the water idea right at this point. And they're well, trying and, to get her. Well, and and I took the gas mask as, oh, something's wrong with the environment. And yes. they're breathing. They're, they're, they need assistance with the breathing. It's a very, like, right. th there's chaos happening. And she trust falls into their arms from the platform and yeah. then she's down. I mean, when she pops up to sing the song, I was just like in heaven. Yes. And she starts to sing oh, it. Oh God, it's so good. But then it's like, um, are they trying to stop her, these people? Cause she's like starting to fight them. So I'm like, oh, they're like the authority or they're like the Goombas. I think, yeah, well, I, I, I think they are, I, I look at it always from like a Star Wars kind of thing, like she's wandering the desert, uh -huh. and then this like, you know, these like, like creatures come along to like stop her, and she's yeah. like, no, I'm going to keep on my journey, so right. I'm going to push her on. The song loses some of its like romanticism, it's about her fighting and battling, yes. and yes. she's pushing, and... There's that great moment when the smoke goes through her, her legs, yes. and shoots the audience. I'm like, what's happening? Is she with these people? Is she their leader? Or are they like taking, trying to take over her mind? Yeah. Are they mind melding with Madonna? I, I do think that they're trying to get her to conform, but she's not going there. But the lyrics don't really support any of this, right? No, um, that's nothing to do with no. what she's singing about. And then after she has the smoke come through her legs, the fa your favorite lyrics of all time are what she sings there. <laughs> oh, singy, wingy, wingy. <laughs> but then the ah, uh, ah, uh, ah uh goes into that like crazy, yes. like over and over and over and over yes. and over. That's Stuart Price, baby. Yeah, that is Stuart Price yeah. making it happen. Taking it another level. I like you singy, singy, singy. Ah, 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 ah,
Um, she's fighting. So this thing of her like fighting everybody, you know, that's like old Madonna. Like we always, every time we see her with men surrounding her, she's always pushing them away. Yes, all the way from you know back from to Material Girl, even earlier. You oh, know, totally. She's just pushing men away. Um, the moment in this where she lies on the ground and she's upside down singing on the edge of the stage, oh, that's the cover photo. That right? is by Rosie O'Donnell. By Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> she was right there to, right. to take it. Because apparently they couldn't get photos. Like they couldn't get someone to I take I think they did. I think none of them were as good as Rose. Right. Rosie was right. like, here, Madonna, <laughs> let me slide these to you. And she always gets the credit. I wonder if she got got paid for it. I think it. she got some cash. Of course, Rosie's like, listen, Madonna. <laughs> I know this is this is this is embarrassing. I saw the show about. five times. I went around the country and saw it. I need to get paid something, honey. Something, yeah, please. Um, and, so, and the other thing I love about this um, is is Nikki and Donna show up to yes. to do the backing vocals, and this begins kind of because you know we've talked a lot in the last three records about the absence, the potent absence of Nikki and Donna. Yeah, and so even this time around, I was like, oh, this is all of our fantasies about M- Nikki and Donna being on all of these songs. They're all they're they're on everything. Yes, now. Yeah, they are. They're and everywhere. I love it. Yeah, they're I where they it. should be. Take me where my heart wants to go. The three of them. I was just. Like, oh, <laughs> what are those big things that are like kind of snaky, like tunnels? Yeah, she like, cr- I thought she was going to crawl into one and she didn't. No, because the people are holding them, the guys are holding them in. They're yeah. wormholes worm to holes. another dimension. <gasps> Is she in space? Um, she's in a goth other um, netherworld. Okay. She's in a goth netherworld. Goth netherworld. Because okay. she's crawled out of the hole and now she's sung a song about, about um, I've changed my mind. Yeah. And now I'm going to go on a journey to get oh, yeah. to that place, I, place, place where I want, my heart wants to go. Oh, yeah. All right. right. And but wait, my one other question is, so she's in this whole section, she's called just like goth punk girl or whatever. Yeah. But is that her name? I think it's Hilda. Uh, Hilda. Okay. Hilda. So she's Hilda, the punk goth girl. So okay. So scene two, Hilda is like fighting all these people off. She's yeah. she's fought them off. Blackout. Yes, she's Pamela from the what it feels like for a girl. Remember Pamela Louise? Of course. Pamela's uh, twin sister. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, so she's- Pamela is recovering um, from her eye surgery to become Madame X yeah. in London, and and Hilda has gone out to the apocalypse to fetch her an eyeball. Oh, to oh. try and like well, like put no, it back. I in mean, her Hilda eye. still has other. She, she still has other battles. Yeah, this and this okay. is we're seeing one right. Okay. Um, okay, so Hilda. So there's a blackout. The next time we see Hilda, she has a guitar. Yes. And this is major.
Now, do, do you see her get the guitar on it live? Because she just kind of wanders up, like in the film. This she's, is I can't remember, can't but remember, I'm yeah. sure she stepped back and it was put on her, and you know she comes forward, and it's like this was a big story at the time because yeah. no one, you know what I mean, like. Madonna's playing guitar, and in fact, electric guitar. Yes. Um, now she only has two chords that she needs to play, um, <laughs> but um, she's very serious about. I noticed that too, it. but I was going to be too much of a lady and a Madonna fan <laughs> to point it out. It's not even that. Un- <laughs> I mean, it's like there are only two chords in this song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but do, do you notice that when they when when Monty starts the riff of Candy Perfume Girl, the audience cheers like it's a hit. Yeah. I love that. I That's love so that they're weird. like ah, oh. because it has. You forget it's been three years. Yeah. Since Ray of Light came out. Yeah. So people do know this record. Yes, for sure. Which I love. And as we talked about on this episode, this song to me really lives in this live form. Like it's so yeah. much better than the recorded version. Yeah. Um, She's a little cold on the, you know, meaning like she's so worried about the chords that she doesn't really look up that much or play for most of the song yeah. later on she gets into it well in the break she does that she she licks her finger yeah, she flicks yeah. off the dance uh, tell us about that dancer well i don't know a lot about her i know her name is Ta- tamra levinson yeah. and she does all this crazy acrobatic performance yeah which is okay and for me she's the candy perfume girl who's like um being her total independent self she's wild she can move her body in all kinds of ways yeah madonna is singing for her like she's singing to her and for her like she's the voice of this woman and all of those guys the guys that were attacking madonna are now trying to stop candy perfume girl from surviving i think i think um candy perfume girl is hilda's um like second like Chewbacca, oh. she's like the the second for her, and so they're trying to reunite. Oh. And I th- like that, yeah. Because in my mind, I always imagine that Candy Perfume Girl takes place in like a bar, like in Star Wars, where like Madonna's wandered in, and she's like, it may not even be Madonna or Hilda on the stage singing. It's like a singer, yeah. And so Hilda's watching and trying to find Candy Perfume Girl. And there's clues in the song of where she is, right? Yeah, because maybe that'll make that song make sense. <laughs> and um, but you know, um. Candy Perfume Girl actually does get killed by the government. Like she is, she is killed at the end of the song. Yeah, like she I doesn't know. survive. She does not survive. Um, she's but you too know, radical. But you know who survives? Madonna. Madonna. Because she thrives. tells us to fuck off, motherfuckers. Oh and then, God. in case you missed it, it's also on the back of her guitar belt. Just in of case course. you missed it and didn't hear her say it. She's so rock and roll. Yeah, it's on the back of her belt. So just in case. I so mean, you can hear I, I think that that just that end of the song. Like first of all. The harmonies with Nikki and Donna are so gorgeous. gorgeous. So gorgeous. amazing. Gorgeous. Um, and then when it really goes into that, and then it really rocks at the end, it really rocks. Oh, like, it's totally. hard. Well, and they, and they, and they, they jam. Yes. They jam for like two minutes. It's kind yeah, of amazing. It is amazing. And it's also, you could also tell that Stuart Price and Madonna have been bonding on the road because she like backs into him. And oh, yeah. They're doing a whole thing. I mean, I think. But you know what? He's hot. Is he? Yeah, he's like, well, I like that kind of type. He's like tall and lean and pale. <laughs> he's like a sweet face. Uh, I think he's cute. Okay. I'm more a Monty Pittman man. Oh, 
I, I enjoy know, Monty Pittman. At the time, I didn't think Mont- Monty Pittman was cute, but you know, watching back, I was like, oh no, he's really sexy. See, I think Mon- and I have, I have a co- I have a, a little little idea of of a little backstory with our friend Donna Delore. Oh, later. me too. Oh, Donna I know later. exactly Donna, what you're talking oh, about. Oh, I, we'll get La to it. Bonita. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I do feel like for the majority, like Monty has like steered clear of all of the drama around oh, yeah. backstage. He just does his job and leaves. He's like, a rocking horse. Like I also feel he's a rock god. I also feel like he slips in. Like nobody knows when he arrives and when he leaves the venue. It's just Monty. He, yeah, I was like, is Monty here yet? Oh shit, he's not here yet. And then he's there like he's 30 like seconds literally on before. stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Monty's there. Yeah, yeah, he'll be there. Do I make you horny? Ugh. Shall we shag now or shall we shag later? Do I make you horny? transition so far so we've had three amazing <laughs> gothy delicious dark songs yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden we get friggin mike myers dancing around yeah the movie's on video we don't need to sell it anymore i don't know why that's there i know i was like i i, I wrote like okay there's no story anymore maybe it's just like i'm free and beautiful like, do you know what I mean? Like, she's no longer in this like dystopian world. It's like somehow she's through saying fuck off motherfuckers and everything. She's like, even though the candy perfume girl has died, she survived and is now going off to find like a cute guy to sleep with. I get, I think, I think she's mourning the death of candy perfume girl. By singing beautiful strings. Well, she goes to like a drag bar and, and, and takes to drink and, and does a karaoke with these two girls that are there. I think that's what's happening here because and and so a couple of things. First of all, the weird transition. Second of all, what is Donna wearing? Donna's wearing a red necktie. Did you notice the no, red necktie? I didn't. So Donna's got these like little <laughs> Bjork like hair oh, yeah, things, yeah. which I love. Yeah. And then this friggin' red necktie. Yeah. I'm like, what is that necktie? And why is it there? Well, red is red comes through in all of all of the costume pieces. On Donna? No, but through the show, we see red against black all the time. So she was probably for Ariane Phillips, who was the you know, the designer of the whole vision. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there had to be red. But why Donna got the tie, I know why. Because <laughs> Madonna was like watching it and she's like, give, Madonna, give Donna a red tie. It's punishment for that fucking coffee mug. Oh, God. And Donna's like, it's not a coffee mug, Madonna. It's tea and it's part of my... She's a give character. her the tie. They've got, give her the they've tie. got characters. Yeah. In, just like Madonna is Hilda, they are Becky and Rosetta. <laughs> Oh, Nikki's Rosetta. Of course. Nikki's just like, I'm wearing what I'm wearing, girl. Yeah, she's good. Nikki talks a lot in the show. She does talk a lot. We'll get to that. Right now they're still because they've they've been release yourself. <laughs> they've they've been so 
um, apps, they're not, they're, they've been standing doing, so this is the first time they've been down with her, right, right? right? They're dancing. So they're dancing, the girls are back together, it's a fun nostalgia moment. It is actually the first quote-unquote hit of the show yeah. that they've done. Yeah. So they're singing this song, but Madonna's kind of like stalking around the stage, and I realized when I was watching it, oh, Madonna's on these big arena sta- or stadium yeah. stages, she has to do that run like she did in the Who's That yeah. Girl tour, back and forth to make sure she sees everybody. Everybody. Yeah, and when she has to go up the stairs to get to the pole, like she's just like, oh, I got a fucking <laughs> fifty steps before I can get to the pole. So she's just trying to get there. Uh. However, I still find this, and I think you disagree, but maybe you change your mind. Like I really enjoy this performance, and I remember enjoying it when I saw it, and I enjoy watching it. I think there's a lightness to it. I love when she plays on the pole. Uh, the only thing I sure. said is like, I was Whatever. like, maybe they didn't need that second verse, like when they come, but then that's when she really dances with the girls. Yeah. Which I, I mean, love. I, I know, I, I know that as a fan, I am waiting for them to have a moment and I yeah. need it soon. Or I'm like, what's up with the girls and, and here Madonna? Like they need to like yeah. be down front with Madonna. Um, and then there's that weird tech guy. Yeah. Is he different every night? Well, like, that was my question. Do like, they pick a new person? Is he on payroll or <laughs> is he Joe Schmo? I mean, so so the, the in the last show, uh, Guy Ritchie show, Guy Ritchie is the guy uh, that comes out of the ground. So and he took this guy's job. Yeah, for that for that one one show, the last I, show. I think it's like wherever, whatever venue they're in, they're like, who's the Joe Schmo of your group that would come and do this? And somebody's like, yeah, I'll do it. But I love that he shows up and he has like a like a saw in his hand. Yeah, and then uh, Donna takes measure. it. Yeah, and there yeah, and he's Madonna. like, "What's going on? What's going on?" Well, then they take him. If you notice, Donna and Nikki take him off like he was not right. somebody in the show. He didn't know where to go. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like so that was the moment I was like, "Oh, is this somebody different? Do they pick somebody from the crew every venue?" Yeah, and she does this whole thing with them. Yeah, I think so. I. That's yeah. what I think. I don't I, think I mean, he's like traveling. I don't. But what is the point? What is the point of this crew member? Like, it should be like one of the, the 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 snaky people with the with the gas no, mask. because we've we left rip, that world. But we rip it off, you know. No, All no. right. I I actually agree with you, but there's not that we really once we see Austin Power show up on the screen, we're no longer in Drown World. We're in like some other world. Okay. We're in a happy world and a silly world because Ray of Light which comes right on the heels of this, like quick, um, really um, is just a, a song of celebration. There's not like a story here. has been murdered by the government. Right. Okay. All right. And she's now firmly in Detroit because she says, Give it up, Detroit! <laughs> Which is kind of, I don't know, for some reason that always is like, <laughs> uh, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah. Much right. like G'day Australia and, and G'day <laughs> Australia. It's like, give it up, Detroit. What's going on in Los Angeles? Hey, New Jersey. <laughs> hey, Berlin. 
What's up, Atlantic City? What's what's up, Atlanta? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, and what I loved about the Ray of Light performance is she learned her lessons from the MTV Awards, and she has the vocal chutzpah to do it. I don't know what she did, because she sung four songs already. Well, that's why I'm like, is it live? Mm, that's interesting. Monty finally gets his big moment, and this is Monty's rock number. god right in the middle. Rock god, and um, she dances all around him, but um, doesn't move as much as she could because she has to sing those vocals. True, she's standing kind of in front of him or to the side of him, and then all of the dancing is happening around her. Yeah, and I, I, I showed you this like this clip I found, and I kept like rewinding it and fast forwarding it to watch the movement because. She's so synchronized with the dancers, like even though it looks like she's just kind of freely moving, she's yeah, yeah. she's in complete like it's all choreographed. And oh, like yeah. every movement the dancers do just kind of like amplifies her silhouette to like make her like so the, the stage is like kind of like throbbing. Oh totally totally. And I can imagine like after kind of these t- like two songs that were kind of small like more conventional theatrical concert songs, yeah. Candy Perfume Girl and a guitar song and then the girl song. Like, wow, this like th- throws us into this whole other yes. like environment. It was so cool. It was really cool. So much fun. It's a huge number. Huge number. Um, Candy Perfume Girl is there. She's in this song. So maybe this is a song of rebirth. So she's had she's hooked up with the with the with the um the tech guy. Yeah. And now she has had a rebirth and everyone is back alive. She saved Candy Perfume. She, can, she saved with, the world. With with her ray of light. Oh. Oh, I love it. Okay. I love it. Um and I love the way that this ends. And what's interesting though is Madonna, if you noticed, disappears at one point. Oh uh, yes, I do notice. So that she can like, you know. Do what? Take a towel off and transform into her next character. Right. Which I think is really cool. So we get like another minute and a half of Monty. Just crazy just dancing too. And rocking, rocking yeah. the thing. Oh, I want to say, I did write a note about this because I was like, is it live or not? But we hear her breath. Her breath oh, yeah. in this. So I think she is singing live. She really lets go in this, which yeah. I just think is so much fun. And it's a, it is a perfect spot for that song. Because even later when she does it in Confessions, I feel like it's almost too late in, yeah. this, in the set. And it's not it's not the end song. Like Whereas if she had gone on tour in 1998, Ray of Light would have been the, the finale, finale of the you show. Know? You're right. You're, you're right. Um, and, I, and I also think... And I, it, it's not a finale song. No. It's not a... Fin- for, for all of its anthemic qualities, it isn't a finale. It's something that... that brings us to the it's going to push us to the next section yeah, yeah in a really interesting way yeah um and then we get that gorgeous end of drowned world It's so weird though. It's like her. It's like slowed down, and her vocals are like dropped a couple yeah. octaves. I, or it's weird steps. It's like yeah. I love it. I love it because the danger of that netherworld. That netherworld's still there, even though we've had all this celebratory euphoria. 
and we, we you know she's crawled out she's a, that that world is all still living there uh-huh. in the shadows so i feel like when she sings ray of light and it ends with i now i've changed my mind this is my religion mm-hmm. like it's the book is closed on this story yes correct that's it okay I can I can get behind that, but uh, but with the feeling that the world that she came out of is always there in the shadows. Just because the story is ended doesn't mean it's not there. Right, but we're leaving. Yes, this we're world. leaving. Oh, totally. We're we're saying goodbye. Until next time. Bye. Bye.